Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, look at that. I knew something about a punk band. Just some old fat drunk dudes jumping up and down. (laughs) This tree just planted itself right on top of the cement. I did watch a YouTube video today. My dad mashed potatoed of Chris Carava. Aaron doesn't know who Chris (laughs) Carava is. It's so good. That's great. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Tree. Okay, this is up? Mike. Yeah, hey guys. <laughs> Hi Aaron. Hi Michael. How hey, are Jesse. you? I'm good. Yes. I'm good. I'm enjoying a, a good beer. We'll talk about that in a second. Jesse's packing some herb and, and uh, <laughs> whatever that is. It's, it's a, one of a our rolling sack. We'll get to it. I st- I st- <laughs> as soon as you... It go. It was rolling. I couldn't stop laughing because we were already talking about getting this tea ready, and it feels like we're prepping drugs. It does. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's part of the fun. It is. All right. So before we get into um, whatever this stuff is on the table that we're doing, I've got to go get the water and everything else. Yeah. Uh, let's let's kick it off with, with what we've been. Taking in, listening to lately. Aaron, what have you been playing? Oh, um, I wasn't expecting this one. I'm totally unprepared. That's not true. We do this every episode, don't we? We do. It's kind of like one of the only givens. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, while Aaron's trying to go through his Rolodex <sighs> of music in his brain, Jesse. No, I've got it. Okay, all right. Yeah, I said this last time, but it's the same. I've been listening to a lot of Will, a Wilhelm scream. They have now released three songs from their upcoming album, which is coming up in April, um, and they are amazing, in my opinion, and I think in everyone else's opinion in the world. I've polled at many least people. everyone. Yeah, at least everyone. Um, <laughs> but it is it's good. Something very interesting is in one of their songs, um, Apocalypse Porn, they <laughs> they actually get into political stuff, which they're one of the bands that like almost all their songs are very on a personal level yeah. or like within their um, circle. They don't talk about a lot of systemic or political things but they do in this song and I think they nail it um, 
Something interesting, I was reading through the comments on the YouTube video for it, and some jabroni... Um, jabroni? A jabroni. Okay. Left a comment that said, this is like if Ben Shapiro did a parody of a Rise Against song, which is wrong on so many levels, because nothing in that song lyrically is anything that Ben Shapiro would ever say. They talk about, like, protecting weaponized teens... Obviously, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, which I'm pretty sure Ben Shapiro supports that guy. I would bet. And a Wilhelm Scream might share some similarities to Rise Against to the uninformed listener. And their font choices. Their font choices. Uh-huh. There's some. Mm, I'll give it to you. But they're very different bands. Does it frustrate you that Jesse and I haven't really responded to your your beckoning that we um, give them a shot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially the uh, song Figure Ace in My Head because I thought you guys would both like that one a lot. Alright. Well we'll drop it right here. Blazing the trail Out to tiny room Hop the fence with the razor wire Sped off the sassequin pits Nikki don't care no better what about you jesse what have you been listening to oh i thought we were going to actually listen to the song right now then we could talk about it since aaron wants us to listen to it so badly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then instead of coming back and being like, oh, Jesse's been listening to Further Seems Forever, it would be like, oh, we finally listened to that song that Aaron asked us to listen to. Wait, Further Seems right Forever before or after Chris Carrabba left? Which time? Because he came Good back. Question. And it is... No, the well, last time... Now. The la- yeah, the last time they performed, it was with Jason Gleason again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jesse, what have you been listening to? <laughs> um... Further Seems Forever, something that's hitting a playlist pretty often, but um, Adele. Oh god, I hate you. Adele, for sure. This has been... Adele of what? Reese. Ah. Nice. Well done. It was quick. That was impressively quick. Uh, okay, so you've listened to Adele, and you've listened to Further Seems Forever. Are you listening to like The Moon Is Down because of the uh, 20th anniversary um, stuff? Call me crazy. Um, well, yes, I listen to the moon is down, and I, was, I love. I it. was getting ready to call you crazy because I think <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Further Seems Forever has put out four studio albums. Uh huh. And the moon is down is my least favorite of the four. Okay, that's different than saying it's the worst. Right. Right. I still like it. I think it's fantastic. It's groundbreaking. It's wonderful. I love it. It's groundbreaking in what way? It, it was. It was a big part of what made emo start to go. Okay. Is it that you don't like Chris Caraba? I like Chris Caraba. Less than Gleason or Bunch? Yeah, both. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Me too. I like Jason Gleason the most, and John Bunch, and I like Chris Caraba, but third most of those three singers. Fair enough. That works. 
So, Mike has been listening to Adele as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go on yes. about Adele, Mike. I'm the farmer. Um, I've actually been listening to, just specifically the last couple of days, I've been listening to a lot of a band that I have never really given a full, full listen to, mm. even though one of you has urged me to a lot, and that is... I'm on the edge of my seat now. Knuckle Puck. I've been listening to a bunch of Knuckle Puck. And, and why is that, Mike? Uh, well, I, th- I think we're going to see Knuckle Puck. Yes, this that's weekend. the plan. That was the plan up until days. like 30 minutes ago. Well, no, the drummer well, broke his... Hand. hand and the lineup's changing, but anyway, um, we'll we'll go in anticipation. Yes, and uh, it's not that I haven't heard Knuckle Puck before. I've listened to a few albums. It's just I haven't intently tried to decide like how do I feel about this. And I have done that now, and I still don't know how I feel. Okay, it's like that right after my time pop punk emo thing. Sort of like uh, major vibes to sound young and cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> major vibing. major vibes of Starting Line and Jimmy Eat World a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and like saves the day a little in the mm-hmm. whininess mm-hmm. and like, yeah. even some of the topics and themes. Um, and obviously, like a band where the guys grew up liking Blink One Eighty Two. Like, you could just tell with, like, the layered pull-off, hammer-on pull-off stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a affinity there. But overall, it's fun. It's super fun music. Yeah. I haven't caught on to any, like, super serious songs that tickle the lyric, you know, thing that I like yet. But, you know, it's jump around music. I thought you would appreciate their guitar tone for, like, what they're trying to do. Their rhythm and lead guitar tones as well as just, like, layers they put in stuff is... They seem, yeah. they seem really meticulous with their guitar it's, tone. It's very grown up. Yes. Right? Like it's for, very, young, for young guys, they're pretty it's young. It's a very grown up pop punk compressed mm-hmm. guitar thing. Right? It sounds expensive. Like, I don't know what kind of amps they play through, but, <clears throat> you know, yeah. Well, I was just making a face at, at this uh, sip of beer I was having um, right in the middle of all of that, but I was yeah, really enjoying it. it. Uh, it's a beer that's called Citro Loves Nelson, and it's by Brewery X, which is like up in Orange County, I think. Yeah, Anaheim. Anyways, I'd never heard of it before, but my mom uh, bought it for me. My mom likes to just find something she thinks I've never had, and here, try this. So she bought it, and then she like sent me a picture. She's like, oh, hey, I got this for you. You should check it out. And so I texted her back and I was like, whoa, did you look, did you look at the label? She was like, oh no, I I didn't even notice. I just, I thought, I I was just glad to find something you haven't tried before. I was like, look at the label. It's literally uh, uh, um, The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein with the boy, although the boy is shaped like a hop and then there's Mm. the tree and it's got hops coming out of the tree and Instead of uh, me and T on the the carving on the tree, it's, and the font. Ci- it's Citra and Nelson. And the font is the same font as We're the just book. Gonna keep bringing up fonts on this. Yeah. And it's li- <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, this has literally been um, my favorite book since I was a little kid. Well, maybe not super little, but a, a kid. Um, and I'm in like an elementary school teacher does, does now, it help and so you? like children's literature is still an important thing to me. 
Does it help you um, even more dislike Dr. Seuss? <sighs> like, does it make you just feel like, yeah, Shel Silverstein's my dog. <laughs> Screw Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Comparatively, yeah, sure. I, I'm I'm the guy in elementary school that that, that doesn't like Dr. Seuss. Everyone does. Everyone loves him. I just everyone. Think, Everyone loves Dr. Seuss. He's so fun and great. I just think he's overrated. We want to hear. We want to hear from a listener. <laughs> and now that we know we have dozens, which is fun, uh, we want to hear from a listener who also does not not like Dr. Seuss. I want a challenge for someone to contact us. Hit us up on social media or anywhere. I'll, Jesse, can you give me your cell phone number? <laughs> no. Okay. No, we just got Jesse's cell phone number But I want, is... I want someone else who's a, a Seuss hater. No, I don't think that he's the worst or anything. I just think he's over it. He gets a lot of credit. Is it, was the racism stuff bad? Like, I've got a drink. I haven't even tried it yet. We're gonna all right open it just like that. Okay, so I've got. Uh, I've never had this beer. I have. Yeah, I've had you, that. You've both had. Mm -hmm. it. I haven't had it. It's uh, Dub Space. It's a collab from. Um, I think it's Modern Times and Ninkasi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see the end. Yeah, right Modern now. Times um, and Ninkasi. Um, it's a uh, some kind of IPA. It's a double, double, double IPA. Yeah. So here we go. This is the first drink. Yeah, we'll go for it. I want to hear what you think, and then I'll. I have a pretty specific memory Whoa. from when I tried it. Yeah. Whoa was what I thought when I had it it's, too. Um, it's not clean at all. Mm -mm. It has a little too much malt, and they could have probably cooked. They, they they probably could have lowered the grain bill, or fermented a little more sugar out of this, uh -huh. and dried it out a little bit more. It's a very very wet. And dense. It's a wet, hazy IPA and just too malty. Like it didn't yeah. quite. Yeah. It left some there. But but the malt doesn't necessarily overpower the hoppiness of it. I remember. No, I remember very, it just very being awful. very robust all around. Like, yeah. whoa. And this beer is vegan. Oh. Right here. Good, 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 good. This is it there. So. No is it, is it, but is it a vegan? Is that. Is that a vegan character? Aaron, what, what, what are you drinking over No, there? I want to go back to the vegan oh. beer thing, because it's something that's always perplexed me, because vegans don't eat like things that we're living, and yeast is a very important oh. ingredient oh, in beer and wine, and yeast is a living thing. So, like, at what size of animal do they think we, it's okay you, to kill Are you trying to, to talk about abortion right now? No, not at all. Okay. I mean, oh. go for it. If you want to kill Dr. your fetus, and go abortion for it. in one episode. Um, no, I'm just curious. Like, well, you're where, a scientist. You, where do you draw the line, vegans? You're a scientist. Yeah. Are yeast alive? Yes. Do they have feelings? 
That I don't know. I don't know if anyone knows. Does okay, it have to have another feelings? all call to our listeners? <laughs> we need a scientist. I guess a real scientist. <laughs> Does he have feelings? <laughs> wait, wait. Want, so do we need a scientist or a psychologist? We're talking about feelings. All right. You know, we need uh, we need our friend. Um, yeah, we need our friend Mary uh, from Virginia. If you're listening, we're gonna need a call, and we are gonna need some help <laughs> understanding this. Uh, do you yeast have feelings? I mean, is like a yeast infection a, like an aggressive move? Aggressive uh, mood. I know it's like moved by by like angry so. or lonely yeast. I mean, yeast can be dormant. Yeah. Depressed, perhaps. I don't think that's what that is. In its most dormant state. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, everybody at this table has... uh, Our table, you can't see us, but it looks ridiculous. It's full Mm -hmm. of Um, glasses and cans. It's very full. We'll post a picture. Measuring spoons. We'll we'll put a picture up on uh, on the Instagram or something. Here, I'm taking a picture right now of this craziness. Uh, We have lots of things on our table, including more drinks than usual. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we do have one special thing. Uh, happening the, tonight, uh, we are recording in the evening, and that is we are celebrating, really toasting, yes. toasting. toast to our newest sponsor. That's right, right, Jesse. Yeah, yes, it is Ts the tea. Do you do you guys drink a lot of tea, like in general? I um, drink tea at least monthly, probably every couple of weeks. Okay, some kind of tea. I'd say I, I'm about the same. Uh, I'm a little more often than that. I drink tea at least once a week. Maybe, I probably average between one and two times a week. Right. I will say my tea consumption has been rising a little bit. Because, because it's cold. It's mm-hmm. cold. And because we do have this new partnership right. with Tiesta Tea. And I, you, I'm used to tea being like the little packets yeah. that have been in a box for years. Yeah. And like I don't know. I have you them. never done That's loose tea leaf tea? I haven't done loose leaf tea. Oh my god. You know what? I have once when I was in China at an actual tea house, mm-hmm. which is like this crazy extraordinary thing. But those experience. are more like brothels, aren't they? <laughs> no. They're places where you get that what? tea and you try it and then maybe you try in, this other one. In China everything that wasn't a restaurant was a brothel. Um, so Tiesta has been something super new because right. uh, you know they're our friends, and they sent us a bunch of different, like, teas to try, and it's a totally different experience. Even our glasses, we're holding up mugs, and they're clear, and all of them look totally different in mm-hmm. color. Yeah. Like, actually, pretty beautiful. And these, yeah. mugs, these mugs are also mugs pretty are pre- beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're hand-painted mugs from a local artist. But, uh, yeah, I already drink a, a decent amount of tea. Not, I'm not British or anything. Oh, yeah, thank goodness. But, um... <laughs> But yeah. live loose, <laughs> Jesse. It sounds like you think you know tea, uh, I, but you haven't tried Tiesta tea. Hey, hey, live loose. Once you go loose, you will never, never tea bag. You'll never go bagged. Well, I am enjoying my tea, and I, I we have three different ones. We should maybe just like what do you what are, like say what we are. I'm uh, <laughs> I didn't know this is what this was called, but I'm drinking the uh, nutty almond cream, and the amazing thing it's the cinnamon almond herbal tea, is it really tastes exactly like that. It tastes like I'm like drinking like the inside of a almond joy. 
Oh wow! Ooh. Yeah, it's very good. Looks very good. I've got. Oh, what's it? Uh, what's the the little word on the side of it? Relaxer. Relaxer. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's not late enough. You don't want to relax it. You want to stay alert for speaking into a microphone. Totally. Well, I've got um, this one. It's called Blueberry Wild Child. It's also an herbal tea, um, and its little word is eternity. And I, I don't, I don't fully grasp that connection, but it no tastes, one really understands it. It tastes great. <laughs> it is very good. It's very, it's robust and full of. Eternity flit. No, I, it's it's it, it's good. I am enjoying it a lot. I got a lavender chamomile because that just seemed like it suited my personality. It's a soft chamomile herbal tea, very relaxing, and I'm a very soft, relaxed kind of guy. Yeah, you got to be careful when you're traveling with this tea. Mm. Like if you're crossing borders and stuff, <laughs> and and this stuff is in your bag. My one critique is this is definitely the same kind of packaging and the same font and look that you might find um, an eighth of marijuana packaged yeah. in. Even the names, I mean, well, I've, Relaxer, I've, Eternity. <laughs> and the color coding, like this is yeah. a hybrid or this is a steam. However, like, that packaging isn't, I know that it's kind of what your mind goes to. But also, that packaging is designed very well. It's like a nice packaging. Oh, it's awesome! Right? Yeah. We're not. You're not. You're not likening it to that. And, and, to, and, to and tease. It's no, like no, not at all. Right. And right. if any of our listeners want to order, like ordering like a sample pack is a great way, I think, to get going because there are like a variety of things to try here. Um, and if you want to do that, you can use our code. We have a code. That's right. A special okay. code. We finally, have a code. You put in Punk Tree fifteen, Punk Tree one five, and you get fifteen percent off mm-hmm. your order. At TS the T. All right, so we're going to get back to a conversation that we started uh, on our last episode. Going to shows. Yep, going back to shows, live music. We've been to a bunch of them. We have more mm-hmm. that just happened and more that are happening. And I think Jesse and I are going to two shows in the next, like, four days. Yeah, Aaron's going like to a show with us in a couple of days. What's the second show you're going to? Uh, Manchester Orchestra. Yeah, Manchester. Oh, that's it's this like, weekend? Yes, yeah, Sunday. Sunday. No, yeah. Monday? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of shows. Same um, venue for the next two. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Very good venue. Um, so, we on our last episode, we talked about going to see Bazan. We talked about going to see Thrice, Touche Amore. Um, and Aaron went to go see... Oh, and Aaron. Somebody. Guess, I don't know guess who. who Aaron uh, saw before. Death by stereo. That's right. <laughs> Love you, Dan. All right. So, uh, but we have been to some other shows since. So let's let's just kind of go chronologically. Let's keep moving. All right. Even though I know a lot of stuff happened. Aaron, mm-hmm. you went to some shows we couldn't make it to. Uh, yeah. And we're talking chronologically. I think this was, we're going a different, like reverse sort of like spiraling chronology. That works. Just, yeah. Yeah. My yeah, wife and I went and saw uh, Rise Against and the Descendants at some venue in Orange County. I don't remember it what it was called. Chain reaction. No. 
No. It wasn't the glass house. I don't house. think Rise Against fits in Chain Reaction. Well, okay. No, it was some outdoor. Like, they just put... It's hard for me to think of Rise Against as being, like, the main attraction. Oh, there, did they just they set, are, did they just I, set I, something I up it. outside completely different That's, from an was, actual venue? Uh, is that some fairgrounds or something? I don't remember. But, yeah, it was oh, so a yeah. giant outdoor okay. um, stage with chairs and... A pit that costs way too much to get into, which is ridiculous. Wait, wait, you had to pay to get into a mosh pit? No, it's like there's general admission, or like you pay for rows, like that's how big Rise Against is now. Yeah. And then to get tickets for the pit, I think they were like $120 or something like that. That is the least um, punk rock with air quotes around it thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um,. And for me, it wasn't so much Rise Against that I was very interested in. It was The Descendants, because I like The Descendants. I like Rise Against too, but I don't get that excited to see them anymore. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this on our podcast. Yeah, that's not yeah. nice to Rise Against. No, we like them. Yeah, I, I like Rise but, Against. But I agree. Maybe I'm just old or old and or dumb. Like, to me, there's a clear, like, Descendants would be the headliner of yeah. the show. Like, and it's, it's more like lyrically, musically, I love Rise Against. Um, but Good enough. Descendants, I mean, they're a classic. They've been making great music since, what, 79? Like, 80? Yeah, the early I can't even remember century. exactly. Right. Um, and they're still kicking a bunch of ass. Um, Milo looks exactly the same, except it's weird a little bit grayer hair. Yeah. He still yeah. wears the same glasses with the straps. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. How was the show? It was great. Um, yeah, there was this weird, annoying, um, drunk slash high guy next to me. And so I ruined all his videos by waving a water bottle in front of his camera as he was trying to shoot the bands playing. That was really good. (laughs) Have you, um, looked on YouTube to see if... There are any videos of that show with your water bottle? With in your it? water bottle? In yeah, them. I haven't. I'm not that petty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, what would you do um, if you did find it? Comment. Comment. Like, yeah. That was me. That's my water mm-hmm. bottle. Proud. That's what you get, bro. <laughs> Very cool. All right. After that show, um, are you ready to move on? Yeah, I think the next one's probably gonna be one we all went to. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I wanted to ask you about that last show. It, what was the single most like memorable song from any of the bands? Like, if you could just pick one. Oh, I'm jealous here. Most memorable was Enjoy. Smell, my love. Enjoy. <laughs> like that, that one. And mostly, not because it's a great song, but I never thought that they would play that live. That's weird for them mm-hmm. to play it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, like, they're kind of more heartfelt and, oh, yeah. You know, uh-huh. legacy, family. Yeah, they haven't stuff. made a lot of like fart joke songs. In the past it's been a little while, two huh? decades. Yeah. Um, and yeah, seeing how old's Milo now? 60? That old's not that old. No? 50? Yeah. We'll say 50. Could even be See late. a 50 year old man singing Sniff, my ass, while I pass gas. Enjoy, my good friends. Enjoy. Uh, it's, it's a novel thing. It really is. <laughs> Wait, 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 turn down the stereo. I got a good one. Here. 
Alright, good, good one. Well, the next one chronologically uh, was one all three of us went to. And uh, it was great. It was rad. Yeah, it was, it was honestly the first like punk rock, punk rock show I had been to in a while. Like a, a long time. Even, even yeah. maybe a year or more before the pandemic. Um, so it had been a while. Um, since being something like this. And so we saw, uh, in order, we saw... Um, Deviants? Nope. Deviates? No, we saw Urethane first. was first. Okay. Um, and so Urethane, it was great. I've been yeah. wanting to see him for a while. Like, most known in that band, their guitar players, um, Steve Caballero, famous for the... Caballero, the half cab. Mm-hmm. Half cab shoes from Skate- bands. Skateboarding. Local San Diego County. Um, all around nice guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were tight. Oh, yeah. They were having a blast. Yeah. It's basically a bunch of guys who um, put together a band because they want to be in a band, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And so they had a lot of local friends and family and stuff there. And so it was like an opening band, but Steve is relatively famous, and so the band has more attention than most opening bands might oh, have. Yeah. Right. And they're local. And mm-hmm. so there was a big crowd there, and... So the first band was not like a bear, bear pit, bear stage no. kind of thing. It was, it was full. So it was fun. The yep. Deviates came up. Deviates. Deviates. And I was incredibly excited for that one. I know. How'd you know? Um, they're your kind of band. They're my kind of band. And you probably grew up like all into it. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I love the Deviates. Um, and then they stopped playing. They made three albums and then just stopped for 20 years. Probably to like do family and other jobs or maybe things like that. Uh... Yeah, I've heard some interviews with uh, Brian Barber, I think is how you say his name, the vocalist. And yeah, there's just some professional things. I don't think there was any big turmoil or anything that caused their stopping playing. Um, they just kind of became adults, it sounds like, which was weird because they were like poised to become like the next Pennywise. Like that's what kind of people were. Who's that? Pennywise. Um, okay. They were a band that was very famous in the punk rock world, and actually outside the punk rock world, um, in like the '90s, early 2000s. Okay. They played that yeah, song, yes. uh, gotcha. "Bro Him." Yeah. You've probably heard yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, we know it. Yeah. Um, Thank you for all of this. <laughs> all right. So, Deviants. Um, How'd you like the show? Oh, it was so good, so good. Uh, they, I I will admit I didn't know a single Deviant song. I remember the band mm-hmm. from for back in the back in the day, as we say sometimes. Yeah, um, and it was always like uh, on the sort of death by stereo side of the world. Yeah, a little bit, right? Um, you know, there were bands that were kind of very adjacent to that world, like Voodoo, Glow Skulls, and 
others that were kind of local to East LA, Orange County yep. kind of thing. Um, but it wasn't my, wasn't my world. And so I knew, um, I think I even saw them at some point, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't my thing. I really enjoyed the show. Like I really enjoyed it. And the production was like perfect quality for like a large venue because there were some big bands that were playing some oh, well-known yeah. bands. It was Soma San Diego, but they had packed it out. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were selling beer, which expands the floor even bigger. And so, you know, it was, it was, it was the biggest show I've seen at Soma in a very long time. Um, like Me too. Just, yeah, it was, it was a big show. And, and it was really done like, like for those of you not from around here in San Diego, Soma is kind of like one of the most old school punk alternative kind of venues mm-hmm. in town. It's old movie theaters uh, that are converted, and it, it you know it's it's a, it's kind of a dank rock and roll venue. Like yeah. it's, it's not fancy. Bathrooms are covered in piss, mm-hmm. and you know it's kind of nasty. Um, and sometimes it doesn't sound great there. This show really was well done. It oh, was yeah. really well produced for the kind of venue it was and the you know, size, number of people there. Yeah, and I feel like the bands really showed up. I mean, especially the Deviates, it felt like you, you kind of felt that 20 years of pent-up, um, just wanting to play, maybe a little bit of aggression in there. Um, that really came out in that show. And they did. We haven't talked about this. Well, I think we've talked about them the uh, podcast before, but they released um, Holding Out earlier this year. No, late last year. Um, shortly before um, that tour with... Um, who did they tour with? Um, Pennywise. Uh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was very interesting because they, at this point... They're not playing to put food on the table. They're playing because they want to play and they got yeah, something to say. That's cool. And um, you know, I hadn't seen them since 2003 at the Warp Tour, um, but you kind of sense more of like they're just enjoying right, what they're right, doing, right. and they put on like just a, a fantastic show. Great. I know you- Jesse, any takes on Deviates? Or do you want to talk about the next band? Um, I didn't have anything extra to add on, on Deviates, so... I mean, go for it. Go for the main attraction. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's definitely who we were there to see the most. Even yeah. though uh, Deviates and Urethane were, were, were totally fun and, and a big part of it for, for us. But uh, Strung Out. We got mm-hmm. to see Strung Out. Yes. At, uh, at Soma. Was that your first time seeing Strung Out? Mm-hmm. Ever? Mm-hmm. Wow, man. What was your, so? Sure. What was your take then? Oh no, I'm too critical of a person. <laughs> to sound, okay. to sound. Yeah. Okay, I I really in, enjoyed it very very much. You know what? I'll, I'll talk about all the things that I loved. Okay. Their overall sound was massive. 
the guitars were cranked and I could hear them. We, we were also in a really optimal spot for, for the mix. We were not far from the mixing board. Um, and so just the quality was, was fantastic. Uh, the drums and the way they had the subs set up in this venue, um, they would hit 808 occasionally and it would just move through the room like a wave. You could <laughs> feel it. It was pretty cool. Um, which actually, there's probably more stories about that to come because some bands we saw at the same venue later may have oh overused gosh. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's not the point though, but um, ah, the thing that I just couldn't get past was Jason just didn't sound right to me. It sounded like he was straining like too much. I don't know if he was okay. I don't know if he was not feeling well. It didn't ruin it for me. Like I like I said, I, I was worried it was gonna sound too critical because overall it sounded great, but just to me, Jason sounded like he was just straining, like struggling. I think he sings like that a little bit more yeah. than you would think of from the records. <clears throat> like the records are sung and polished, polished? and they, they care a lot about being tight. I mean, you know, this is like metal yeah. to punk. Yeah. So it's it, it's 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 um it's very very written and very very produced yeah. to be like that. Whereas when they're playing live, like, I mean, Jake was like flying all over the stage, mm -hmm. like showmanship style. He's really that good. Yeah. Like he's, if you, if you like hear the parts on records and you're like, dang, Rob, Jake, what the heck? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you're live, they do exactly those parts. Yeah. And wow. They execute it's them perfectly while while running around and enjoying themselves mm -hmm. and inviting us to enjoy ourselves yeah. with them oh, it yeah. is a great show and i think that is maybe what i feel in terms of like the vocal performance being like a performance yeah. not necessarily trying to sing parts like you heard them on the record I, right. which is why i didn't want to sound like it's a, no, i think it's fine i yeah i i i loved it though <laughs> How about you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Were there songs that stood yeah. out from the set? Oh, Misanthropic Principle. Yeah. Which I'd wanted to hear that live for like a long time and they finally played it. I know that I, I'm more into their newer stuff. Like I really only yeah. know their most recent two or three records, and so those are the songs I know, the best. And so when I hear them live, they, they stand out to me. So like when they played Rebellion of the Snakes, like it just mm -hmm. I was like ah one that yeah. I know really well. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I've probably listened to it 50 times in the last year and a half or two years. Yeah, they played a, a really good mix of stuff across their discography. I think the only album they yeah. didn't play anything from 
was the element of Sonic Defiance. Um, but there were two that stuck out to me, which was Daggers, yes, which is like mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs, probably my favorite song mm-hmm. from Songs of Armor and Devotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Misanthropic Principle, mm-hmm. um, which is a song that I really, really love. Yeah, I also really loved Daggers. They, um, so Jesse, I agree. I have been listening to Strung Out since I was in high school. Right. And their last two albums are my favorite two albums. Well, Which is not something I feel really often, right? Because I, no. do, I do get the nostalgia of like, but I really love blah, blah, blah from mm-hmm. the 90s or early 2000s or something. And I just don't feel that way. When they play Rats on the Walls, you're like, yes. mm-hmm. I know exactly what's coming. It's also that like kick, like, like, like first song off a record vibe to that song which is like here we go everybody get ready it's, ready to drop yeah, into it's, it's almost like a hip hop song where you're like catchy building and then too. the beat drops yeah. it's catchy it's too that'll catchy. get stuck in your and head and strung out must they we so yeah earlier I mentioned I've been listening to Knuckle Puck oh yeah nothing wrong with Knuckle Puck right but the space between Knuckle Puck and a strung out with oh. being catchy and entertaining and jump aroundy is the, the first, what they're singing about, like worlds apart lyrically. Second, take all those knuckle puck pieces and then add pure chops. Like, <laughs> I'm going to shred this or I'm going to do something like, and I would say like drum wise, there's some like level there, right? Like they're pretty amazing drum parts on knuckle puck records, but guitar wise, sorry guys. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's just unbelievable. Yeah, I, I mentioned like how you, I thought you'd appreciate uh, Knuckle Puck's guitars. Not in the same, not in the same tone wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah not yeah. in the same way as but just out. like skill wise, it's crazy. Right. Yeah, I get. I, I get that. Oh, and uh, after Strung Out, um, Pennywise played. Cool. Before the fire scorched the hillside Before every simple moment content was a thrill ride When the sun would kiss the sweet grass endless fields I wasn't able to count the moments left until I'm surely to die Well folks, thanks for listening We'll uh, pick up this conversation around concerts we've been going to soon Hopefully sooner than later We know we haven't been putting out episodes as consistent as we'd like to We'll try to get back on a schedule But we'll... uh, put something out soon because we've been going to many many concerts and we love to discuss it and put it out for you guys to listen to thanks for listening take care here in the days i'm arriving in the snare 
Miss Red Antagonist Is this the end of a catalyst? Twisting the plot Never thought I'd end up so average To be the one that gets caught Cold stranded analyst Take apart my younger years Splintered limbs that ache from always running No one ever said thank you No one ever said I need you No one ever shared my confidence in feet like we do But when this hillside began to burn it all changed We had a family to see too Take my mind Take my life, I'd trade it all for another memory to cling to And another morning fresh with spring dew I gather all my eyelids while I'm dreaming of you Cause when you came along I was quite unprepared In time, could I run, could I move if I did Now in the days I'm a rabbit in the snare It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 